Welcome to Forever Healing Podcast. I am your host, Shanice, and I'm also the founder and CEO of I Am Kingdom Connections, where I help parents to find their purpose, unlock their identity, and walk in the true power in Christ. Today, in this segment, I will talk about the power of knowing who you are and also the power in your healing and how your lack of healing can actually affect your children instead of helping them. I am also the author of Heal Soul Trauma, Healing from a Broken Soul. I hope you enjoyed this series and come back for more. Welcome to Forever Healing. This is Dorica, right? Yes, it is. I am so excited. For tonight and this segment, y'all, we finna bring y'all the straight juice, and <laughs> the straight juice, cause she be dropping all the jewels every time I interview interview her. Period. But before we get started, I want to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Shanice. I am your host and also CEO and founder of I Am Kingdom Connections, where I help parents find find their power unveil their purpose and walk in their true identity in Christ and today I'm talking about one of my favorite topics I just love this topic I love talking about it I love digging deep (laughs) and we're talking about breaking dysfunctional cycles and I'm so excited I have Darika today to interview because she really understands um, the depth of what it is to parent from a healed and whole heart not something that, you know, you just giving your child what you have. And a lot of times that's what us parents do. We give our children only what our cups have. And if our cups is empty, what I mean by empty is hurt, trauma, pain, bitterness, resentfulness. We're going to give that right back to our children. Mm-hmm. So I want to hop up. My very first question I want to start with you today is, What made you go on a path of healing before or after you had your child? Like what made, what, what, what was that spark in you? Like, I got to give my baby way better than what I had. Um, so we kind of lost touch, uh, after I moved from, you know, the neighborhood that we were in, I don't need to speak on where we lived, but, uh, (laughs) and I we even got it, but that's cool though. <laughs> um, I I went in a totally different direction of like, you know, uh, I I was no longer the quiet or the the goody two shoes. I was no longer that. I I became real ratchet. I was real ratchet. Um, I, don't we all go through that path? I, <laughs> I was real ratchet. I um I definitely was a a troublemaker, and I had made some some choices that I was not proud of. And so when I was about twenty two, I I was like, you know what, I gotta change. I don't this 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 life ain't gonna turn out too well for me if I if I keep on down this path. And so. I started to seek God. I started going to church. Um, I gave my life to Christ. And um, I knew that that was really the only way for me to get out of the cycle of bad behavior that I So I actually started my healing process at around 22. And then 
um, I had my daughter when I was 27. But within that time frame, um, between when I decided to heal um, and when I had my daughter, I start, I, I, a lot of things were revealed to me as to why I was behaving the way that I was. Um, I had abandonment issues. My mom um, did not raise me. And I don't think a lot of you knew that either. If you know me, you know you always saw my grandmother. You heard me talk about my grandmother because my grandmother, my paternal grandmother actually raised me. Um, and I didn't really know my mom's family like that. I just knew my dad's family. And so I went through a lot of abandonment issues um, as it pertained to my identity. You know, why wasn't my mother available to raise me and things like that. And so um, a lot of things were revealed to me during that time. And I knew that what God allowed me to go through with the absence of my mother, that me becoming a mother was so important and to break those, to break the cycle and not repeat it within my own child. And so it, it became um, my mission to be my best self for my daughter. Um, I had already started the mission prior to, but when I knew that I was going to have a child, I went to therapy and I was in therapy my entire pregnancy. Um, and even uh, actually I, I had been in therapy for the first three years of her life because I knew that there were still some things that I had not been able to process and I needed a little bit more help. And so I went and got the help and it just, to me, I just feel like, um, if you know that you have an issue, you need to be accountable. Granted, you know, a lot of the things that we deal with, we didn't do ourselves. It was it was done to us while we were children. But when you become an adult, you're responsible for yourself. You can no longer yes. you can no longer blame your parents. And so you have to be accountable and take the necessary actions and steps to become the person that you need to be. Because now your parents are not raising you anymore. You have to unlearn those things and reparent yourself that part i like when you said that you had became ratchet but you had discovered why you was behaving the way that you was behaving i believe a lot of parents we look at our children's actions but we don't get to the root okay why why is it a uh, little becky little becky so um hopping on everybody like why is she around her just having sex with everybody and they did but they not understanding that becky have daddy issues mm -hmm. and so they never get to that root so then they end up saying all these uh uh word curses you you, you ain't gonna never be nothing yeah you're not gonna never do this and the reason why i said word curses because it end up cursing her future yeah and a lot of times well, we end up cursing our children yes we end up cursing our children's future in their now, but their now is not going to predict their future. And I know for me, um, I, I was I was acting out as well, um, running the street. Um, I would say I was ratchet. I was real ratchet. <laughs> but it was a root behind it, and nobody was trying to find the root. But what I noticed, I love when you said you was breaking that cycle of your mother not being there, so you uh, took the uh, the extent to go to therapy. So for one, I want to stop and I want to praise you for that because a lot of people think 
if I go to therapy, something is wrong with me. What's wrong with your admitting something is wrong? Because once you discover something is wrong, you just mean to tell me you're going to find out something is wrong, you're not going to do nothing about it. Mend you for even doing that and giving the people or the audience the permission. If, a, if you see something is wrong, if you see a cycle, then maybe it's time for you to seek someone else. Um, it's pastors. I know pastors that actually go and seek counseling yeah. because they counseling everybody else. So who's going to take care of me? And for me, I was I was out here in the streets. I was running me. I was running with the wrong crowd. I was smoking. I was drinking. I was keying cars. You name it, I did it. But <laughs> it was a root to it. Yeah. And I got called everything. I, I mean, you're a disgrace to the uh you're a disgrace to the family. Uh you going crazy. I was going crazy. That was the thing. I was going crazy and I had nobody to help me. I had nobody to help me to think my emotions through. So that's what made me want to start going the healing process. Like, hold on, wait, if I don't clean up my behavior and find out, get to the root on what's wrong with me, then I'm going to pass down that same trauma, the same actions, the same cycles down to my children. So that's why I'm so passionate about this because I don't even think parents uh, even know anything about parenting cycles. Yes. Yeah. Like, they just think, you know, uh, we say all the time, like, girl, just running a family. No, I'm not going to say that because that's a word, curve. No, it's not. No. Lust. It's a meme that actually yes. says that, like, it runs in the family. No, it stops with me. And, like, literally, yes. it stops here. So, yeah. So, it's like, if you can say it runs in the family, then that means that it's a cycle somewhere. Yeah. A cycle only starts... Um, up and it never has a finish until somebody finishes. Yep. So who's gonna stand up in your family for the audience that's listening? Dorica stood up. Shanice stood up. So are you gonna stand up and say, you know what? Now this dysfunction ends with yep. me because a lot of people. Uh, I like when you said that you came to Christ because Christ's gonna expose. <laughs> Jesus is gonna expose everything yes, you don't say want. everything, girl. Like, <laughs> man, he exposes everything. He will take his finger off of one thing, and before you know it, he got his finger right back on another thing. Like, really, really. <laughs> so that's why I go I ahead say like, and I think a lot of people start the journey, but they don't finish because the convictions are too heavy. And I, I, mm. I've gone through that where it's like, man, God, I, I can't take it no more. Like, I just want to be over this. Like, I just want to be healed. And the healing process is painful. The healing process is, is, is overwhelming. It can be like, and like, I've learned to have compassion for people who don't finish because I understand like how that feels. You feel like it's a never ending battle that you're fighting but you got to understand that once you decide to make that decision you're gonna get all the convictions but also you're gonna get backlash from the enemy the enemy gonna bring up all your old stuff he gonna try to tell you you ain't worth it ain't worth healing the enemy gonna do all that stuff while you're trying to heal but you gotta know like that's what that is and you gotta push through it yes 
And that's why I called my, I gave it a title. Well, I'm not going to say I gave the title. Holy Spirit gave it Forever Healing. And I, I, I didn't realize it until one day it hit me. It's always a healing process in something, right? Because, yeah. like, um, I did an interview with a young lady. She was married. And um, she said after she had married, she thought she was healed. And other wounds started coming up. I've and I'm like, that's why Holy Spirit Yes. It's like when you're married to someone, they bring up those wounds that you think that you're healed from. You, and that's why who came up from two different upbringings, two different households, two different thinking processes, all of that stuff. And you're consistently dealing with that every single day. So they're constantly challenging you. They're constantly making you see yourself in a way that you never yes. seen yourself before. And that's why people who want to get married, I'd be like, man, look, I know I want to get married, but I am in no rush because I know that that thing, like, it, I know that it's going to glorify God and I know that it's what God wants and God intends. But listen, that's probably like the hardest ministry you're going to ever have. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm happy you said <laughs> ministry because people rush to get married for the dress, for the ring, oh, for um, like man, look, yeah, <laughs> like no, it's bigger than that. I, I never forget the day that I was gonna decide to marry my kid's father because I'm like I just love him, and I'm gonna just say for go ahead and forget it. I'm just gonna go ahead and walk down this aisle. And I never forget Holy Spirit reminded me. And he said, you're making an oath before God. And I said, I cannot marry this man because I know I'm going to divorce him in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, a one Ain't no point. I'm a one and done. So when I say I do, that's it. Like, right. Yay. So my next question, it would be how... When you was on your healing process and you discovered you, because I feel like when we go on the healing process, we discover our true self. We discover who God really called us to be. Uh, we discover our purpose. We discover um, our gifts and our talents, not just heal, but we, it's like, it's like we're the gardeners and he's, we're, we're the, uh, we're a garden. He's the gardener, and he just uprooting and uplucking those labels and those titles that was burying us. So how how uh, how important it is to you for Dorica to know who she is before she can even see the good, the 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 good and the ugly? Because you know, in parenting, we we gonna go through those nasty patches, but and but. We have to be able to see who our children really are, and I and I believe the reason why parents um um to say those word curses over their children and those rough rough patches patches because they forget who they who they prophesied over when they was little, but when they get bigger and they see all the bad things that they're doing, and they like man when when you was younger I thought you was gonna be this. So, but they also expose the parent. Like, do you know who you are for you not to see the good in your child? So, how important is for you to know who you are in order to see the great and the the, the goodness in Casey, even when she have good and bad days? Listen, <laughs> um, everything that you give your child, you have to have yourself. Um, 
you can't be solidified. You you can't teach a child to embrace their identity if you have not done the same. You can't teach a child Damn. to love themselves if you one don't love yourself and you don't pour that love out into your child. Um, literally everything that you are is what you're pouring out to them. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of fathers deal with it too, but mothers, we got it's a different level. Like we can't even go to the toilet without the, with the kids. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. You don't. You you almost don't even have an identity of your own anymore <laughs> when you become a parent. Yes. Like you have to fight <laughs> for that identity and that individualism to be. You know, like I got Casey and Chewy. The kid and the dog following me to the bathroom every time I go. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, <laughs> can I get some space? Can I, you know, but <laughs> it's so important to me to be myself when I'm raising her because I'm teaching her how to be who she is. And I, I love, like, God knew what he was doing when he gave me his child. Like, she's so assertive in her identity already. To where it's like I'm just simply grooming her. Like I don't have to tell her who she is because she knows who she is. She don't answer to pet names. She don't answer to nicknames. She will t if you call her anything other than Casey, she's going to correct you because she knows, and that's all she ever gonna answer to. And she, whether you're an adult or not, if you say, "Hey, baby, I'm not a baby. My name's Casey." Like that's what she's gonna tell you. And she's four, you know, and she's been doing this since she could talk. It's Casey. Wow. She's going to correct you because she knows who she is already. And she's not going to accept you calling her anything else. And so um, it, it to me, it's, it's like who I am and how and how I embrace my identity it further confirms her identity because she sees mommy being true to herself. Yes. If, if she were to see me not being true to me, if she were to see me not operating in my fullness and in myself, I don't think that she'll be as assertive as she is and as strong-willed as she is because she'll see that weakness and think that that's what you're supposed to be because I'm the first woman in her life to teach her what a woman is, right? So yes. if, I, if I'm not strong in, in who I am, she can't be. So I feel like it's the most important thing as a parent to know who you are, know what you answer to, because that's what you're teaching your children. That part, because I don't think people, parents, I know for me, I'm going to speak for me. I didn't understand. I never forget. I was like um, seven months pregnant with my first daughter, and my son was being bullied at school. And I remember sitting on the toilet, and I I was talking to God. And at that time, I didn't really think He was listening, but He was because He He checked me real quick, and <laughs> I was like, I gotta teach him how to love him, but how to love himself. And then Holy Spirit said to me, but how are you going to teach him when you don't even love yourself? And that then part? I was like, okay, that wasn't Holy Spirit because that was real me. I'm going to just, 
I would just, no, I the Holy Spirit check you. The Holy Spirit will check you, okay? I was like, nah, I'm I'm like that with me. I'm like that with Holy Spirit. But it goes back to that if you're not operating in your fullness, you're putting off your insecurities mm-hmm. off of your children, your lack of confidence, your low self-esteem. You're putting all of that. You're it's like a cup. If my cup is full of bitterness and uh self-conscious and low self-esteem, lack of confidence, uh, lack of identity. And then I'm taking my cup and I'm literally pouring it into my children. And uh, I don't think parents even understand that when our when our children, like you said, once I became an adult, it was time for me to deal with my own stuff. But I don't I don't think parents even care or think that man, my lack of this and my lack of that have affected them in these many areas, and I need to heal. So I will not pass this on to the next generation, which leads me to my next question. Do you believe in apologizing to your child when you do something wrong? Because when I was coming up, if someone said to me wrong, if something was done to me wrong, it was just that. And when I would come to my parent, well, I'm not even going to say my, my father, because if I was to come to my father and tell him how I feel, then he apologized. But if I was to come to my mother and say, you know, you hurt me when you said this, she will look at me and turn around like, well, it's because you did this. <laughs> so do you believe that apologizing uh, is your, yeah, to your children, it matters to like, them? I think that's a, it's simple. You know, you people think see people have this mindset like this idea that children are just little uh minions or something and it's like no they're little people so if you expect for somebody to acknowledge what they've done to you as an adult why don't you think that you're supposed to acknowledge what you've done to a child who's totally vulnerable to what you do and what you say you can it's it's a lot of stuff that we can handle as adults that children cannot. Yeah. And so if you expect for somebody to be accountable for what they've done, to acknowledge your feelings and to, you know, have compassion for you and all of these things, and you're an adult because you're a human being, you want to be treated like a human being. This little person who's totally um susceptible and vulnerable to every decision that the adults around them make. Why wouldn't you see this person as like see this little child as a person and do this and do what you ha- treat them how you want others to treat you as an adult? You don't just become uh, a person that should be treated well when you're an adult. That's not how that works. That's not how humanity works. Humanity is, is, is when you're born, you're a human being. So therefore, you you be treated as a human being from day one. That part, that and for me, it was like it wasn't until I was in my head. You know, hell, it can get it can get nasty. It can get dirty. Yeah. It can get it can get filthy. And I remember I was sitting on the couch, and my son. He said something to me. I can't remember what was said, 
But I remember one running up to him as if he was somebody on the street. And I sat down and Holy Spirit said to me, did he disrespect mm. you or do or did you feel rejected? And wow. I was like, I felt rejected. And I had to go back to my son and I had to apologize because he didn't respect, he didn't disrespect me. I don't remember. It was something very small. Like he was a voice in his opinion. And I feel like parents, they forget that part. Like my child is a human being. They have their, they have their, their own voice. They can voice their own opinion. As long as the child not being disrespectful, let them voice their opinion. Because one thing I have learned and what I have saw, if you don't tell a, tell a child, allow a child to yep. speak up, when they get older, they're not going to respect you. They're not going to respect you because you disrespected them for so many years. So now they have completely lost respect for you. And I had to get up and I had to apologize to him. And I knew then, like, I cannot let go of this healing. Like, like you said, sometimes it's to the point like, God, I'm tired. Like when I turn around, you put your finger on something else and I'm tired. <laughs> and I'm sad. I'm ready to go to sleep and just wake up to the next day and it all be over. But I had to remember if I do not heal this and start a whole nother generation of broken children. And that's what that brokenness raised and brokenness is rooted from you have yep. broken parents raised and broken children and then those children grow up and they raise their children mm -hmm. from a broken bitter heart I'll which let me, leads me to my last wait, question before you ask, before what you ask advice question, i wanted to put something oh out. go ahead so when you put your child in a place to not have a voice to not be able to speak up to not being being not being acknowledged for how they feel you are basically teaching them how to view the world and teaching them that they should accept being over, overlooked, uh, teaching them that they should not speak up for themselves. You're teaching them that they um, don't have a voice and they grow up thinking that way. And so one or two things are going to happen. They are even going to fight in rebellion for anybody who shows an inkling of a sign that they're not giving them a voice or they're going to be so submissive to the point that they're going to continue to take disrespect and most likely going to become, um, are going to choose to be in abusive relationships because that they're going to think that that's what, that, that's what love looks like because that's what they initially learned from the parents that part because I stayed in an abusive relationship mm -hmm. for 13 years Ooh, 13 you. years and a person was yes and when, by the time I left that relationship mm -hmm. I had no sense of identity none like I didn't know who I was whose I was I didn't know God loved me I felt like I was done for but I knew, I, I knew if I came to God, well, I ain't going to say I knew. I hope if I came to him that he would answer me. And I will be honest. I didn't think he was going to answer me. I thought he was completely done with me. And he was ready to throw me in the cage and never talk to me ever again. 
And he did the whole complete opposite. And when I look at the person I am now compared to the person I was, man, let me tell you, God is the healer. Because I would have never thought that I would be doing my own podcast. I would have never thought I would be mentoring right? other women. I would have never thought I would have wrote a book. <laughs> I would have I, I would have never thought these things, but we overcome what we go through by our, uh, by our testimony. So my for the women out there, and like she said, you would end up being in an abusive relationship thinking that's love. And that's exactly what I did. I didn't have a voice coming up and I got in a relationship and I thought it was okay for him to tell me, shut the F up, stop talking. Or, <laughs> yes. And so you know me, you know me, you know I'm sassy with a smart mouth because I didn't have a voice coming up and then I will talk talk any kind of way. And that's another thing that will end up happening. Their mouths will get so lethal and so disrespectful because they didn't have a mouth growing up. So now they grew up talking to anybody any kind of way. A lack, no submission, no respect for nobody. I ain't have respect for no. <laughs> and it wasn't because I didn't want to have respect for nobody. It was because my respect was taken from me. It was like my respect card was taken for me. It was revoked. So now I don't want to respect nobody else. And then I submitted to a love that wasn't really love. So my last question it would be, what advice would you give mothers who believe that healing is not important? Um, first of all, <laughs> if if I can be completely honest, you're going to fail as a mother. Keep that way. Um, your entire motherhood journey is going to yes. fail. Because you're not going to be able to get through to your children. You can only speak life when you have life. And you can't have life if you ain't here. So, with that being said, um, Jesus and therapy. That's my advice. That's going to always be my stance. And I'm sticking to it. Jesus and therapy. <laughs> and I love I, I love that advice because <laughs> let me tell you, that's the two that got me to where I'm at today. <laughs> if, it was, if it was not for Jesus, yes. And if you need therapy, go. Do you guys know when I left that relationship, I had developed, people think that you develop PTSD just from going to the army or, you know, being, uh, being molested growing up. No. I, w I developed PTSD by yeah. being in a relationship. And if it, was, if it was not for God's mercy and his hand upon yeah. my life, I don't know where I'd be right now. I'm going to just keep it. I'm going to just keep it 1,000. And if it was not for therapy, I don't know what I would be at right now. So if you need help, do it. My advice I would give to any parent, healing is essential. Like she just said, you cannot give life unless you have life. I see parents, older parents. Do you do you know people that wake up every single day angry and bitter? It's because they're li mm -hmm. they're living through regret. They're living in hurt and pain every single day because they know they could have had did more. They know that if they would have submitted to God and just uh, rolled that uh, the healing process out, no telling where they would be at today. So, and not just that, parents, we parent from our heart. 
So what happened when your heart is full of bitterness, hate, trust yeah. issues? You're giving I, it to I your child. I, I want to pick up on that. And that's, um, as I mentioned earlier, go ahead. I wasn't raised by my mother. I was raised by my, my father's mother and father. And a lot of my ratchetness came from, you know, of course, feeling abandoned. But like you said, that anger, that rage and all of that stuff was built up in me and it was coming out. And so when I was finally able to release that, I was able to forgive my mother. To this day, um, my mother and I reconnected when Casey was eight months old. To this day, I have a good relationship with my mother. My daughter knows who her grandmother is, and she gets to experience my mother in a way that I didn't because I was able to heal. So I led that. I, my healing led, mm. led for a reconciliation with my mother, and now my daughter gets to have her grandmother. She gets something that I didn't even get because I chose to heal. That part. So you know what ended up happening? Audience, mm -hmm. generational trauma mm -hmm. ended right here. Do you know a lot of things that families are going through is generational trauma? Just everybody just angry. Everybody bitter. No, it's time to heal. And before you can become, before you can be the best mother that you can be, it's not about bad your kids' clothes because that's probably not even a love language, but that's yeah. a whole other topic. <laughs> it's more than just buying them clothes and put food on the table. Because you could put that food, food on the table every single day and clothes on their back, but if you're not parenting from compassion and love, you're going to miss it every single time. Thank you so much, Dorika. I love this interview. I love talking to you. I love it, love it, love it. And until next time, you guys, I love you. Stay encouraged, stay inspired, and stay motivated. Until our next segment. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. I hope you come back for more. And I hope you was able to get the strategies and the clarity that you needed. Also, leave me a message. Let me know how I'm doing. And tell a friend to tell a friend about my podcast. Until my next episode, stay encouraged, stay inspired, and stay motivated. And stay motivated. Peace.